We're diving deep into offshore drilling. You're in the right place, folks, because this is where the money is. I'm Allison Southwick, and I'm joined today by Tyler Crow. It's Thursday, so that means we're talking energy. Oh, well, that's the right reason I'm here, right? That's the so. reason you're here. I mean, you can talk other stuff other than energy. No, I can't. You only no, care about energy? I, well, I only, I, anything outside of energy, I start going, oh, it's, it's like, you know, you give Darth Vader kittens. He doesn't know what to do with them. It's just, I, anything outside of energy, I, I stay away. That's, that's a cute picture, Darth Vader with kittens. It is. Aww. Um, well, it, I am glad you're here because we're going to talk a lot about offshore drilling. Market has kind of cooled off a little bit in the latter part of the year. Energy sector has really not done so well this year. But in the energy sector, the part that has really stunk is... Offshore drilling. Offshore drilling. So you might be wondering as you're looking at these companies, wow, is this a buying opportunity? They've got great dividends, or is this a trend that I don't want to get into? So you're going to help us figure that out today. I'll see what I can do. All right. For, so for those of us who um, maybe don't follow energy as much as others, what is an offshore drilling company? What do they do? Sure. Basically, the simple, easiest way I like to think about an offshore drilling company is think they're a rental equipment company. Think of just you know where you go and rent a power saw for when you're doing your weekend projects or something like that. It's the same idea. They own a bunch of really high-end advanced technology that is uh, used for drilling offshore uh, in deep water, shallow water, doesn't really matter. And they basically rent them out to the really big names in the world. You have your national oil companies like the Saudi Arabian Oil Company or your Exxon Mobiles, your Chevrons, or basically even down to the smaller ones who are just looking to make that play out in the world. So these are companies, like you said, it could be a foot of water. It could be thousands of feet of water. They just own the equipment. They rent it out. Why have they been hurting so badly lately? Well, uh... There's been a whole bunch of things, and you know, one of the great ways to look at this is what are called the diversified companies, the companies that own the ones that you know can go in a foot of water, or the ones that can go in 10,000 feet of water. Um, there's a chart that you're going to be showing right now shows basically the stock chart for all of them. It's companies like your Sea Drill, your Transocean, Diamond Offshore, Ensco. All these guys, they're down more than 30 percent. It's so, a pretty. The colors are pretty on this chart. But yeah, the but that's the lines only are all thing going down. that is pretty about it at all. Um, what's going on is there's a couple of major industry industry trends. You know, it's kind of one of those things where there's a bunch of things, but the, the couple that actually really matter are number one, uh, you have these companies are have just bought a whole bunch of new rigs. They bought them a couple years ago. They they put in orders because they thought, you know, we're, there was going to be a great demand for rigs in the next few years. Problem is, is they bought a couple too many. Uh, so we have this oversupply in the market, especially considering that there are a lot of older rigs you know, that companies aren't quite ready to let go of yet. They're like, you know, I can maybe still get a couple hundred thousand dollars per day out of this one, uh, but even though it's 30 years old and you know, every 20 days we have to go put it in a, a shipyard to get it repaired or something like that. So y y that's your basic idea of the supply chain. There's a lot of companies that have a, a lot of supply right now. Then at the same time, if anybody has seen what's going on with oil prices right now, the, the people that actually would rent out these rigs are saying, you know, the high costs of offshore drilling, because it is one of the most expensive barrels of oil to actually produce, 
they're saying, you know, maybe going out and drilling in the offshore regions right now is not the most attractive way to be spending our money, especially since we're going to be bringing in lower returns. So a lot of companies are kind of scaling back on their spending, get a little, little bit skittish. So when you have that little bit of oversupply from bringing on too many rigs and a little bit of a waning demand, you, you got to you know, an equation that just doesn't quite work out for these companies. And then you, you know, just to add a little kind of insult to injury on this, when we've got shale drilling in the United States, and if you've seen the amount of oil that we've brought online, is one of those things where it's supply, a supply to the market that makes offshore drilling a little less necessary. So then, obviously a big, dip, a big drop could be a buying opportunity, so people might be looking at offshore drillers more closely sure. than they have in the past. What are some of the things that they should look for when evaluating? Because there are there are hundreds of companies, you know, over a hundred offshore drilling companies. There's about a dozen that you can invest in. Yeah. So when you're looking at these companies, what should you be looking sure. for? I mean, obviously, there's the basic financials that everybody else looks at. You know, your, your EBITDA, your earnings, cash flow. You know, the basic tenets of any company. But when you're looking, especially at rig companies, uh, one of the other things you need to add to that list of like, you know, list. Uh, financial statements is what's called the fleet status report. What this is, is it basically it's a report that every all of these companies that are publicly traded put puts out like once a month, maybe even every quarter, and then does periodical updates, is it tells, tells you what rigs are, what every single rig in the company is doing right now. Where it is drilling, how old it is, uh, how long its contract is, if it has another contract in place afterwards, how long that one is, and how much of all of them are worth, and things like that. And basically what you can do is use that as your guide for how these companies are going to work out. You know, so, so some of the things you want to be looking for is how old are the fleets, uh, the rigs that these companies have. You know, if you have a bunch of really old rigs, maybe those things are going to be retired relatively Define soon. really old. 20 to 30 years old. I, I mean, happen to think 20 to 30 years old is... I, Quite young. It, it, it I is young. It's young on a uh, for a person. It's old for a piece of equipment that has to be out on the ocean. So, when you're looking at it that way, uh, the other, other things you're looking for is um, ha, on top of how old is how long the contracts that they have are in place. You know, if you have a contract that is you know only six months long, then you're starting to worry. Okay, this thing's going to go off contract. But if it's five years and all of the the entire company has a fleet that has, you know, three to five year contracts and 80 to 90% of its fleet is contracted this way, that looks great because it's a very steady source of income for many years to come. Uh, what One of the metrics that they call that is the fleet utilization rate. And that's one of those important things that all the companies are going to talk about every quarter. You know, our fleet util utilization is somewhere be probably between like 70 to 90. You know, the big, obviously the bigger the better. So those, so those two things, you know, how old are they? what kind of contract duration do they have, and how much are they actually getting per contract. Because those older rigs, because they're a little bit more limited in the technology, they aren't going to be able to attract as high of a price. And so, which obviously means lower margins. So again, high contract rates, long contract lengths, and you know, make sure that they're the fleet is going to last for more than five, ten years. All right, so three important things. What do you think is most important when we're facing a down market? In this down market, it, I, I think it depends on basically your stomach for investing. Um, 
if you're looking at this as, you know, I only want to be involved in these for three to six months, which, you know, that's really not our thing at The Motley Fool. We're more on that long-term sort of thing. But if you're looking on that short-term, number one, I would stay away from this industry altogether because it looks pretty rough for at least the next couple of years or so as all those new rigs start to actually get contracts, some of those older ones, you know, stop sailing anymore, and then perhaps we'll see a little bit of uptick in demand for them. So if you're looking on that short-term horizon, stay away completely. However, if you're looking at this for some, like someone my age or in my kind of investment thesis where I'm like, I want to buy something that I'm going to hold for decades, I'm really looking at the fleet itself. I'm not as concerned with the contracts I'm, and what the rates are today. I'm more looking at, okay, I'm going to look at the quality of the fleet, These, the companies that have the really new rigs, and the ones that don't have a whole bunch of old rigs, that's gonna be much more important to me because five, 10 years down the road, that you know, the asset is much more valuable than some of the other companies. So that's, I guess you could say, the most important thing I'm looking for. So if your holding period is decades for an offshore driller, does that mean that you're also betting on the strength of the petroleum industry and oil as well? Like you're- betting, Yeah, you I mean, are, yes you really are. And uh, at least for me, one of the things that I've kind of reconciled with my investment thesis over the long term is as as much as we are moving towards alternative energy over the next 20 to 30 years oil is still going to play a very very large part of our energy mix uh, just about the US Energy Information Administration the International Energy uh, Association agency I can't remember it's always those acronyms IEA. yeah the IEA uh, all of the big uh, the integrated majors, everybody is saying that between now and 2040, total oil demand is going to grow about 30 to 40 percent. So we're still going to need that demand. And based on that, offshore is going to be a major component of that. All right. So like we said, there are hundreds of companies out there, about a dozen you can invest in, Transocean, Sea Drill, Ensco. Which one do you like the best? I am particularly fond of Seadrill right now, and basically for a lot of the reasons that I just talked about. Number one, uh, it has the youngest fleet of all of those companies that we just talked about. Uh, so, you know, 5, 10, 20 years down the road, that is going to hold much more value than somebody like a Diamond Offshore who has a fleet age, an average fleet age of more than 20 years right now. Uh, at the same time, if you actually even look at their contracts right now, they have the highest contract utilization rate, and the duration of those is most robust of all the companies out there right now, to the point that they may be able to kind of weather the storm of this bad market much better than other companies. Uh, the other thing that I look at it right now is it, it seems like an extreme buying opportunity right now. If you look at it year to date, they're down about 38%. Uh, and with their current dividend yield, that yields about a 16% year on year. And so if you're looking at it and say, if I can pick up shares today, I'm basically guaranteed a 16% return on dividend alone, not even caring about share price appreciation. So that looks very valuable to me. And, you know, you know there are some worries. People might think, whoa, 16%, that dividend is completely unsustainable. Yeah. But according to companies management, they believe that they can hold that dividend for at least a year to 18 months, and by then, by most accounts of you know analysts, most other people are saying that 
within that 18 month period, a lot of this kind of rough market should have, should pass. So kind of adding all those things up, it really seems to me like C-Drill is, is the pick to go with. All right, well, we might as well end on a high note with the, with the company that you are most fond of. Um, C-Drill. All right, well, before we go, I want to remind you guys that our mission here at The Motley Fool is to help the world invest better. We do that a lot of ways, including where the money is, our radio shows, our podcasts. We publish articles on fool.com, and we also offer services like Motley Fool Stock Advisor. It's our flagship service run by Tom and David Gardner. Over the decade, the recommendations in Stock Advisor have tripled, more than tripled, the market's return. It's the best way to get started investing, and we have a special offer for you are where the money is listeners just go to wtmi.fool.com to learn more and if that's not enough for you you can also follow tyler on twitter at tyler crow c-r-o-w-e yeah gotta, can't forget the e. think like russell crow all right tyler crow fool um and you can also follow us on uh, uh, at tmfwtmi wait maybe it's not tmfwtmi don't look at me. Oh my gosh, I forgot our own Twitter handler. Handle. I'll put it. We'll put it in the article. Well, make thanks. sure everybody gets Thank it. Thank you. Thank you. I'm a little. I'm a little out of sorts. I just got back on vacation today. So was it good? It was amazing. Oh, I rode an elevator with Billy Zane. That is one of the weirdest, but most. I know. I know. It's really bizarre. And he was on vacation with the guy from The Sopranos who also does the tequila commercials. You're going to have to think about that a little bit to figure out who it is, but I don't know his name. But they were on vacation together. That's pretty awesome. And, and with family or friends or something. Anyway, it was, it was bizarre, and Puerto Rico's awesome. I highly recommend it. All right. I think that's enough yapping for today, huh? I think so. All right. Well, for Tyler Crow, I'm Allison Southwick. Thanks for watching.